Ah, welcome. Come in and have a seat. What can I get you? Ale? Beer? Or something stronger? What? You want to hear a story? How about one of airships in a battle against a crafty warlock? No? You heard that one, did you? Alright, fine then. I should tell you a new story. One that takes place in an unforgivable desert where water is more valuable than gold. So sit back, grab your favorite drink, and have some cheese balls as we journey to the dunes of a call. The Sunday nights are back and we have missed you. As always, I'm your host, Dean McGarren, joined once again by our cast of wonderful and affordable role players. So, let's get straight into the adventure. So guys, before we begin, I would like you guys to step back from your characters for a minute and inhabit the bodies of a few NPCs. We have the guard, we have the commoner, the apprentice wizard, the noble, and of course the acolyte. The acolyte, you are an acolyte of the Sun Queen. So we're going to start within a caravan heading towards the oasis. Now, a call itself is a massive desert. And the oasis is the only uh, major source of water in the entire territory. We're heading from east all the way to the west. It's going to take you about another two days to get there. You are on the most major road heading towards the oasis. While you're journeying, you see a rock outcropping. And the road actually curves around the outcropping itself. Towards the right of you, you see a well. Now, this is very important because in a call... There's not a lot of water sources. So when you have a chance to stop to get a drink, it is very important to do so. The heat itself is blistering. You're uncomfortable. You've been traveling for about a week now. What do you guys do? Oh, I could, are we there yet already? Let's get there soon. I feel as though the sun is melting my skin, it says the noble. I agree. Although this, the sun is a, a blessing from our, our the, the sun queen, I could do without all of this sand looks like I've been looking at sand yesterday, the day before that. I would love to have anything else to look at. As long as the nature is in front of me, I am at peace. As you guys are traveling, one of the other guards comes up to you and asks, are we stopping to take a drink? Or are we pressing on? The rest of the caravan would like to stop, but it has to be a unanimous decision amongst all the carts here. I, I believe that we need to stop for water. Uh, we desperately need to refer- refresh ourselves, says the nibble. Seconded, says the acolyte. Dirted. Of course. Okay. Guard, are you the one that's going out to scout, or what are you guys doing? Me, the uh, wizard's apprentice, is going to make sure that the water is clean for drinking. You know, it's just out here in the middle of nowhere, so I'm going to go with him so that everybody who wants a drink of water can have clean water to drink. Okay, so... We have a guard, and a, that's the only secure place out here in this bandit land, or the only secure fighter type in our group. Pretty much, yeah. I'm going to stick with him, because I don't feel safe out here. Okay. Well, the wagon could come with us. No, he said he was. He, the guard was going up ahead to, to look at the water. I would like to go with him, so I can make sure the water is purified. Okay. Uh, yes, I'd like to remain in the caravan, out of the sun as much as possible, if I could. You there, commoner, please fetch me some water. Um, I'll Note go with self. the water as well. He drinks last. So the guard, the commoner, the apprentice, and of course, the acolyte are all heading towards the water, while the noble sits in the cart. Yes. Okay. You guys head up towards the well itself. Once you get to the well, it's about three, about three to four feet tall. You can't really see if there's actually any water in it. There is a bucket that's actually sitting on the top of it connected to a rope. On the side of the well, you see a grouping of bones. These bones seem to have been a humanoid that has been picked clean, and the bones themselves are bleached from the sun. As you look down towards the well, you do see water far, far down. The rest of the caravan starts to pull their carts up. They start to unpack. The horses are taken out off their reins to let them stretch out a little bit, and everybody starts to make camp for the foreseeable future. Can I do a uh, perception check? Sure. What are you perceiving? Just looking out onto the desert, uh, around the well, seeing if there's anything out of the ordinary. Okay. As the man-at-arms, I'll uh, I'll start working the bucket to bring up the first uh, water. Okay. As you're looking over the horizon, you see that what seems to be like a glint, like a reflection off in the distance. You're not really sure what it is. It could be a piece of metal. It could be basically anything reflective, mirror or anything of that nature. You start to pull the water up. Noble, what are you doing? I'm here by the caravan. 
mm-hmm. talk to dri- talking to the driver, assisting that he uh, make, make quick work to get the water courses with some water so we can uh, get back on the road. Of course, my lord. Of course. We're, we're just taking a break, you know. Uh, it's a hot day and, you know, we just need to refuel. It's going to be a long few more days trip, sir. I rolled an 18 on my perception check. Uh, well, just don't dilly-dally. Make yourselves useful and, and, and do so quickly, says the devil. I yeah, of course. am... I'm going to cast Prestidigitation on the bucket of water to purify it to make sure it's clean for people to drink. Cool. Great. So, Alkalite, as you're watching around, you don't see anything over the horizon. It is a pretty flat land. But at the base where you guys are standing, you start to see the sand moving in a weird pattern. Can you describe the pattern or how it's weird? It sinks in and then it bubbles out. And then it sinks in and it bubbles out. It's not very noticeable, but it happens very gradually. The sand will dip a little bit and then it'll bubble out to about even, and then it'll dip a little bit more, and then it'll bubble out. All right, I reach my hand over to the guard and kind of like start slapping him in the arm and be hey. You'll get your turn, just relax. What? I see sand. It looks weird. Yes, well, you and your weird sand will have to wait your turn. You ruffian, could you hurry up with that water? We don't have all day. I just shrug my shoulders because if the guard doesn't think it's important, I guess it's not important. Can I roll a perception to see if I can pick up what he's looking at? Sure. What'd you roll? I rolled a one with my plus two bonus giving me a three. So I'll stay by my snide comments. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you kind of just brush him off and you go back. You go back to pulling up the water. Just you pull up the bucket. It is heavy with that beautiful fluid that everybody needs to survive. Do you take the first step? I will callously spit in it and then say, this one's for you, my lord. (laughs) Wow. Wizard, are you doing anything? Commoner? I'm going to watch that nobleman drink spit water, thinking, why did I even bother? You there, commoner, please make sure that water is tasty for myself. Would you please take a sip of that water and let me know how it tastes? Commoner, what are you doing? Oh, no. Okay, so he's given me this cup and he handed it to me and asked me to drink it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Jeez, it's water, though. In the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to drink it. Where the desert is hot and scorching, the water is cool and refreshing. It's been down in a well away from the sun. It's bliss on the tip of your tongue. Oh, yeah. Oh, very refreshed. This feels good. Thank you so much. So what do you do after you take a sip? After I take a drink, I'm going to... Is there more than one cup? Like, do I have like a bee cup or is it a bucket or... It's a bucket. You have the only bucket. The noble asked you uh, to take a sip before you hand it to him so he can enjoy. He wanted you to taste it before he put it in his mouth. Yes. Well, all right. So I enjoyed it and... Um... My lord, you'll have to come closer. The rope isn't long enough to bring the bucket to you. Yes, I'll hand it to someone nearby. Okay. I mean, I can't take it very far. Here, Commodore, have my water skin. Please put some of that water into my water skin. Thank you very much. I'll look over the edge of the well and be like, um, my lord, maybe maybe best not for you to drink it with that down there. And I need try to coax him closer. I need the wizard, the commoner, the noble, and the guard to all make me perception checks. Oh boy. The guard got a fourteen, making up for his one earlier. Okay. Wizard rolled a natural twenty. There you go. What did the noble roll? I I rolled a five, so I'm good. All right, you rolled a five. Commoner, what'd you get? I rolled a 20. I see all. (laughs) All right. The wizard, the commoner. So the commoner, you put your bucket down and you look around trying to hand it to you. And weren't there five of you? Yeah, there's... Where'd that guy go? I didn't even know. There was somebody right behind me a minute ago. Oh, no. Hey, where'd the guy go? I'm going to drop the bucket and run over to the coach. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a coward. Beat feet. As you all make a mad dash towards the cart, a giant creature uh, larger than a horse with a gaping maul of a mouth lunges out of the sand. (laughs) It starts to skirt around, chasing after the guard. We should go. We should go. Let's go ahead and roll for initiative. I'm guessing I don't have to worry about that. No, you don't have to worry about that. You were dead. Okay, mine's eight this time. Okay. So what'd y'all get? I rolled a 20 with the guard. Wizard rolled a 17. Okay. Commoners rolled an 8. So, guard, there's a massive monster heading your way towards the cart and everybody else. Do you stand your ground or do you run? I no. am going to do both, actually. 
Okay. If the cart starts moving while I'm there, I will jump up onto the stirrup and ride away with it. If not, I will engage the beast as it approaches. Noble, your turn. I direct the driver to hook, quickly hook, hook up the horses. Uh, we must get the horses in the, car- in the caravan to safety before uh, the, this creature arrives. Yes, sir. Of course. Right away. Are you doing anything else? Oh, I'm in a caravan. That's where I'm going to hold my ground. All right, wizard. The wizard uh, lets out a girlish scream and <laughs> decides to hurl a firebolt at the uh, the sand creature. Okay, roll for attack. The wizard rolled a six. I guess that girlish scream shook him a little more than he thought it did. Oh, yeah. That will not hit. Commoner is not meant for battle. I Commoners, are not I me- Commoners are not meant for battle. Uh, it's actually not your turn. Okay. As the creature advances upon you, uh, Noble, what's your what's your armor class? My armor class is 15. Okay. Armor class is 15. You have the highest armor on all the people. Uh, yes, the conflict is beneath me, and I do not wish to dirty my sword with blood that I don't want to see. Why they made ruffians with swords. As you're looking at the monster, a javelin soars past your head and sticks itself to the cart in front of you. <laughs> Commoner, you, madam, have uh, taken a javelin to the chest. Six points of piercing damage. Ouch, she's unconscious. Yeah, you're unconscious. And then for the mage. <laughs> wow, yeah, I rolled, so I rolled a nine. I fireball whiz past you. I guess the girlish scream affected that caster too. Yep. Commoner, if you like to go ahead and roll me a death save. Six, 2d6 psychic damage from the girlish <laughs> scream. <laughs> okay, and which one is that? Uh, you roll a 20. If you get uh, 1 through 10, you fail. If you get 11 through 20, you succeed. All right. Look at you go. All right. You're not hey. dead yet. Yet. Woot woot. Woot woot. So proud of you. Next up is the bullet's turn. If you guys didn't realize what it was, it is a bullet. Am I able to use my action then to attack yes. as it comes in? Wonderful. So I will lash out with the only attack I have being my short spear. Okay. And I'll be using it two-handed as I don't have a shield. Coming up. Okay. What'd you roll? Uh, total, I got a 22. That will hit the creature. And a total eight. of eight piercing damage. Eight piercing damage. Very nice. You pierce his underbelly. Roars. And it goes in for a bite. Oh. 24 to hit. What? That's uncomfortable. Well, 33 damage. Oh. That, that's going to knock the change out of his coin purse. I My thought I had it back. back home felt that. You are super dead. Am I going in? You're going in. <laughs> he has swallowed you whole. You nobly stab the creature. He roars, lunges for you, grabs you, and the guard is no more. All that's left on the cart is the noble and the mage. Driver, lash the, lash the horses quickly. We must get out of here post haste. Get them to move fast. He's gone. He's dead. What, the driver's dead? The driver is dead. All right, well, can I do that then as an action? Come yeah, up here, yeah. Grab the reins and just like slap. I'm going to slap the, the, the lashes down on the horse, like the reins on the horse. Yeah. Ah! Until, and to get it to, the caravan to move as fast as we can. Would he as a noble know how to do that? Yeah. He'll know okay. how to do that. He, do, he does how horses work. I don't, I don't like to operate the horse, but I do know how the horse works. Yeah. Okay. He, he owns the finest Andalusian horse. He, he knows horse, you know, modus operandi. He's fine. He, he saw it in a play once. Okay, exactly. <laughs> It was a very fancy play, and it was very well done. Uh, that is my action. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling I'm going to be lashing the horses, trying to get them to move as quickly as we can up the road as fast as possible, and just hope that the creatures and the other creatures kind of meet each other and fight each other. Sounds fair. The horse can move 40 feet. You can move the cart, uh, the wagon, 40 feet on your movement turn, on your movement action. Okay. So, and these are five-foot squares? Yes. I'm going to say up here, I can't do anything else other than move it there. All right. And the wizards coming. Yeah, wizards and the commoner are, are with me. Yeah. Uh, wizard, uh, see if you can uh, patch her wounds so she doesn't bleed out. I cannot. It is your turn, wizard. Uh, yes, you can. You can do first aid or medicine. It'll help. You, it, you, it won't bring her back, but it'll stabilize her so she didn't have to do death saves. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Is that a whole action or bonus action? I don't think that's your whole action. action. That, that's an, yeah, that's an action action. And that's just a wisdom roll for, for medicine check. Yep. All right. Give me one second. Uh, I rolled a six. Yeah. Well, you tried. You don't stabilize her, but you try. I, I'm just too. I'm just too. Uh, you know, too whipped right now to understand <laughs> the workings of stop the bleeding. Uh, you're all good. And then I understand. Then I understand. Connor, you'll have to make another death save on your turn. 
Uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. Okay. So as the noble's driving his cart, a net sails over and then grabs the noble, and then he's yanked off the cart itself. Already Just him? Just him. Oh, boy. Noble, you're being pulled by a massive creature, twice the size of a man, stands over you about 10 feet tall. He's pulling you closer and closer towards him. As a reaction, I'm going to try to get out of the net. Okay. Go uh, ahead. It's either a strength or an acrobatics check. All right. I'll probably do a strength check here. And I did it. I rolled exactly what I needed. Yep. You are out of the net. That's a talented noble. And then I would like to make a dash action back to the caravan. So that was your reaction. So it's not. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm, oh, yeah. That's what you're doing next. Yeah, that's what I'm doing next. Okay. As you're fighting your way, you cut yourself out of the net. The creature stands over you. And he moves fast. Okay. He pulled you towards him. <laughs> he wants you bad. What is the meaning of this uh, ruffian? Are you from the oasis? No, I, I was in transit to the oasis with my companions. Yes. The Oasis. His giant clawed hand uh, reaches down. Now his body, he resembles a lizard folk. You've heard about them. They're giant lizard people. This creature is 10 feet tall, very muscular, but his body is, seems to be covered in a almost a translucent crystalline skin. Crystals jart out of his body back and forth. He brings out his clawed hand to reach down and pick you up. Uh, I'm ready my sword. 16, he'll grab you. Okay. And he'll lift you up. All right, and then whenever it's my turn again, I will try to break loose of his grapple. Okay, fair enough. He's going to hold you. He's just going to lean into you. I have a message for the queen. What is your message? Tell her that Azad comes for the oasis, that Azad comes for the heart, and tell her. And his claw will nick you. Okay. He'll nick your neck and he'll drop you. All right, fair Go enough. now and tell her. I will see your message delivered. Uh, allow myself and my companions to go free so we may deliver your message. As you're looking around, the rest of the caravan is just in utter chaos. Lizard folk are jumping people. You see more of those massive bullet creatures eating horses. We have enough to keep occupied. You may go tell your queen my message. And what of the rest of my companions? I may, may they go free. Yes, that Azat is merciful. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, with that, I'm going to come over here and try to do a medicine on the commoner before we roll out and to see if I can stop her bleeding. Okay. I rolled a 17. I think I should do it. Yeah, so the commoner is stable. You're no longer dying. Am I, uh, am I just conscious or am I awake? You're still at zero or you might be at one, so you might be conscious. Okay, so I'm breathing. You're breathing. You're breathing. <laughs> quickly, we must go. We have to deliver a message to the queen, but we must flee this area quickly. So you guys get back into your cart. The three of you leave with your lives while the rest of the caravan falls into chaos. You journey for about another day. At this point, your resources have been all but run out, and you see horses heading towards you. I'd slow the car- uh, slow the caravan down a little bit. Uh, can I see, uh, are they soldiers? Are they guards? Can I just do a perception check? Go ahead. Uh, not so good on that one. What'd you roll? A seven. Seven. They look like soldiers. These people are, mount- are mounted upon horses and they're heading towards you. Once they get close enough, you realize that they are not people mounted on horses, that these are actually centaurs. All right, uh, I'll slow and I try to hail them and uh, we come in peace. Uh, we mean no harm. Our, our caravan was attacked to the south of us. We were on our way to the oasis. They look at you, the commoner, the noble, and the wizard. You're all exhausted. Noble, you're not doing so well. Your face has started to swollen and you feel sickly. Now that could be due to the heat. It could be due to uh, numerous things. So they're looking at you with a level of wariness. They turn to the biggest of the uh, centaurs and they say, Chief, what do you say? So let's step away from the desert. We're going west. We're going to fly over at two days of travel and, and about 15 minutes. It's been about a week since the attack at the well. And we are at the queen's court. The Sun Queen sits upon her crystalline throne. The room itself is spacious, airy. Columns reach about 50 feet into the ceiling. Everything is made of white marble. The oasis itself is a glistening city built upon a large lake. Uh, Windows show the bright sunlight in a multitude of different colors. Upon the Queen's throne sits on a dais, and there's actually a moat that travels around it itself, a symbol of her power. 
where if water is gold, then she is the richest among those that live in the desert. To her right hand stands her advisor, and to her left, the queen's blade. News of the attack of the caravans has reached the queen itself. The court is abuzz. Nobles are talking, chatting, conspiracies are forming. But at the moment, the queen has other matters. A visitor, two visitors have graced her presence from the deep forest. A druid has come to speak upon matters that she must listen to at the moment. So we will go ahead and introduce Ellie. Hello. So give us your race, your class, and tell us a little bit about your character. Uh, What does she look like? Okay, so Ellie, or Eleonora, is a halfling druid. Mm -hmm. She is of darker tone, almond tone skin with brown eyes, auburn hair. She's about a little less than three feet tall. I think that's the main thing of the appearances. Okay. And uh, Ellie, who do you travel with? I travel with my guide. Mm-hmm. I will bow in deference to the to the queen. Uh, greetings, your grace. My name is uh, Galaxia Sylvan. I am a wood elf from the High Forest. I have traveled here with my trusty companion, Eleonora, a druid from the Grove of the High Forest. She has so graciously decided to uh, come in here on, upon your uh, invitation to grace you so that we can uh, be of service. I uh, also am here as a uh, holy follower of uh, Maliki. (laughs) The queen accepts your kind words. I am uh, out of black hair, hazel eyes, and uh, I am an elf, but a wood elf with with a copper hue to my uh, tune, to my skin. We welcome those of the deep forest. It's been far too long since I've heard from our cousins down to the south. What brings you here besides offering your aid? study. And what is it that you're studying? The oasis and the uh, the land that surrounds you in this oasis. And this study will bring about what? We look to help to bring more vegetation and forest to the area with, with these waters and look to learn how to bring more vegetation to you. A noble gesture indeed, but I'm afraid it might be for naught. For we do not control where the water comes from in the call. The water comes and goes at its own pace, and we cannot control it. But you are more than welcome to study the water within our borders. Thank you, Your Majesty. Lucian, please uh, give them as much guidance as required for their endeavors, and make sure that they are treated fairly within our walls. I will bow in deference uh, to the Queen. Uh, thank you, Your Grace. You are too kind. Uh, we appreciate uh, the you're welcome here. So Lucian, as the one of the Queen's advisors, go ahead and describe yourself real quick. So Lucian is about six foot tall, has mm-hmm. a black graying with age kind of tint to it. He is an Asimir, uh, as is evident by the glow behind his eyes. And he generally tends to speak in a calm, measured tone. Anything else? No, not particularly. Uh, dressed in fairly common clothes, uh, something that you'd expect to be in style at a, at a monastery. Okay. As everybody's talking, the doors open up and in walks a very proud, very noble uh, centaur. Kiefer, if you will. I am Kiefer. I am a chief of my people. Uh, it is a military rank of the centaurs. Um, pretty much I am here in the city um, as an agreement of the the centaurs to the city to just help out with whatever security and stuff we can. I have tan skin, uh, black hair, and I have a very uh, menacing look about me. So you're walking out. Now you're followed by two of your other centaurs. And trailing behind those is a middle-aged man. His beard seems to have been, um, which was... It looks like it was probably immaculately groomed and trimmed. Um, It's all disheveled. His face is swollen up, and you can actually see cracks in his skin. He walks with a hunch. Every motion that he makes seems to be labored. He's wheezing. (laughs) Followed by him are two of the Sun Queen's guards. The Sun Queen looks up to you, her dark eyes eyeing you, Kiefer. Is this the one that you found in the desert? Yes, he um, he said he has a warning for us. Very well, approach. I will step forward as a trained healer and step between him and the queen and be like, 
your highness, something isn't right here. He looks sick. He does indeed. Do you recommend anything? Uh, I ask that you allow me to examine him before you grant him an audience. She turns to her left, uh, looking upon the Air Genasi. Queensblade, do you agree with my advisor? Yes, I do. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Queensblade. My name is Hans. I am a Air Genasi, and I am the Queensblade, her protector and her most trusted fighter. I have blue hair, which always seems to be blowing in a breeze that isn't present. Mm-hmm. Olive skin, but it is twinged with lines and tattoos that glow a bright blue. And my eyes are blue. I'm about six feet tall, and I am uh, incredibly dexterous. Sounds good. Uh, as you approach Kiefer, the Sun Queen will put her hands up, halt, and the water will freeze solid in front of her, allowing Lucian to pass the moat and get on to the other side of the throne room. Go check him out and see what is wrong with him. Yes, Your Grace. So as I approach the newcomers to the party, I will nod reverently to the chief from our past dealings, and I will try to move between the centaur guards. Kiefer, are you allow? Are you allowing uh, the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, okay. step. I'll step to the side. Okay. As you step to the side, the other two will step to the side as well. And I will. I will cast magic missile. <laughs> I've been thinking cast that magic all missile on the <laughs> darkness. <laughs> As I approach in the centaurs part ways, I will cast lesser restoration. Okay. I touch the noble and end either one disease or condition affecting him. Okay. As you touch him, the bloating, the swelling, it starts to go away, and he gives a he gives this sigh of relief. He's like, "Thank you." And how do you feel now, my friend? I. I, I feel. Uh, I. Uh, 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 he grabs hold of you, Lucian. He's like, "Oh no, he's coming! It's, it's coming!" And his eyes start to glow with a golden hue. He starts to blow up like a frog. <laughs> Cracks appear along his skin. He starts to burst. I'll yell, get back, and run. I am going to take a five-foot step in front of the queen. Okay. Everybody gets back, takes a second back. A few of the people are kind of just shocked and and crazed, and he explodes. The noble explodes, and it's an explosion of blood, golden ichor, and there's this mass just in the middle of the room where he was standing, and it starts to unfurl. It starts to stretch and elongate, and this creature stands up. Its hair is bleached white. Its body is cracked as if it's been in the sun forever. <sighs> it looks upon the Sun Queen with those same bright golden eyes, and it starts to leap. Now, once they participate in combat, roll for initiative. Oh boy. What would you guys roll for initiative? I only got a 23. Okay. Somehow. There you go. That's good. What did everybody else get? Hans rolled a 21. Okay. Lucian got a 17. Okay. Uh, Galaxia also got a 17. Okay. Kiefer? Kiefer got a 7. Got a 7. All right, cool. So Ellie is up first. Ellie, um, this creature has exploded and is attacking the Sun Queen. Who would you like to do? Okay, so, yeah, I was behind this tower, so I'm probably the only one who doesn't have as much gunk on me because I'm shorter than the tower. Yeah. And so I can come out and um, come out and attack this guy. I have my shield and scimitar. And so I'm going to approach him and try to. Yeah, I'm trying to decide because my strength is not that good for attacking. But so I'm going to actually. I'm going to go from behind this tower and mm-hmm. I'm going to actually shoot, produce flames at him, which I can use a 1d8 fire damage at him. Okay. What is it called? Produce flame? It's produced flame. I have it on the, on one of my uh, spells there. Yeah, I think she still has to roll the hit with the produced flame to do damage. Yeah, I do. One d eight. What level are you casting it at? Uh, right now, I mean, are we? Your eighth level. Yeah, I should it be at eighth so it's, level. So if it hits, it does two d eight. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so I pulled out the produced flame on the channel here. All right. So what'd you roll? That came up as a nineteen. Nineteen will hit. You hit it for eleven points of fire damage. All right, next up is Hans. 
All right, so Hans is going to uh, run across moat here and take a step mm-hmm. up to the creature. Okay. With his blade drawn, and he's going to look at the creature and smile and say, Guten Tag, and he's going to make an attack. That's 12. <laughs> 12, uh, 12 will not do that, no, sir. All right. And then he's just going to, you know. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And scamp around back. <laughs> All right, takes an attack opportunity on you. No, he doesn't. Uh, okay. It's a swashbuckler thing. He does. They oh. don't get. They don't get fancy footwork. Oh, gotcha. Get, I got it right here for you. All right. He can go in and basically uh, do in, in the same turn. He can remove out and doesn't get and doesn't uh, get any attack of opportunity. I knew that because I have the same guy in my campaign that does the same thing. Perfect. All right. So the creature's going to go up, just in a blind rage. Lucian, you're the first person that it sees, so it's going to attack you. Okay? It's going to get three attacks, so the first one is its claws. Well, uh, ten will not hit, correct? That is correct. I am conscious. Okay. Uh, Seventeen? I'm taking hits. (laughs) Yeah. Will seventeen hit your armor class? It will. It'll shatter it. Okay. Uh, Nineteen points of damage. Okay. And next up is the bite. Uh, Another seventeen for that. And so you're going to take 17 more points of damage. It's just, oh no, Lucian, my friend. <laughs> it's just ferociously just ripping into you. And it is your turn, Lucian. I will use my Warlock trait feature to cast Armor of Shadows on myself, which is basically just Mage Armor. For those of you at home, that makes my Armor Class 13 plus my Dex modifier, bringing it to a massive 15. And I will, I guess I can't react to him hitting me anymore as his turn is already over. Correct. And... I will guess I'll say something to the effect of, you have no power here, beast. And, you know, steady myself. Galaxia, it is your turn. All right, first I'm going to move back here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a bonus action. Uh, Hunter's mark on him. He has been marked. Uh, that first attack is a 25. That will hit. Uh, I'm going to do 5 plus the Hunter's mark, which is a total of 11. All right, 11 points of damage. And then I'm going to do a second attack, my extra attack. Okay. That's going to be a critical. Hooray! 28. Now hit. And it looks like it did uh, 12. And then with the hunter's mark is uh, 13. So um, 13 plus the hunter's mark? Uh, yes. 14 points of damage. All right. Good. 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 My first attack was an 11. So that's a total of uh, 25. Kiefer, it is your turn. My first attack is I'm going to do a shield master shove. And so I'm going to slam my shield into him, trying to knock him from. Okay. Is that a strength check? It is an a athletics check. And then they can do a strength or a dexterity check. Okay. The creature is definitely going to try to do a strength check. So go ahead and make yours. Oh, and I apologize. That was supposed to be a critical hit on that last my last attack. Right. So instead of, instead of be doubled. Actually, I don't think you rolled for damage. I think that was a roll for an attack. Because your, da- oh, yeah. your damage... Right. Let me roll my damage, sorry. Yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. It would be 8, but that's uh, but the critical, it's 16, plus the hunter's mark, so just total of 17. All right, so Kiefer, um, would you roll? You rolled an 11 for athletics? Uh, I did roll an 11 for athletics. Okay. And he's going to roll a 21 for his strength check. All right, so he's, he fights it off uh, on a big deal because I'm going to stab him. Stab away. Does a 15 hit? A 15 will hit. And that's going to do 10 piercing damage. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Anything else? I am going to move here. So you're standing in the moat now. You're kind of like hip deep in water. Being a centaur, that's not a big thing for you. So I'm like waist high? Yeah, you're about waist high in water. So that would be considered difficult terrain for you to get in and out of. Just to let you know. That's fine. Lucian in the spot next to him, that's completely iced over to allow them for movement. Elliot, is your turn. Okay, so I am... I don't think we've been beating this thing up. Oh, sorry. Uh, I do have uh, one more thing that I want. Okay, go ahead. I am going to holler to... I'm going to have... uh, uh, Tell Simmer to uh, get behind the beast. So pretty much right here on the other side. They'll shout and hit and start to flank the creature. Awesome, awesome. Elliot, it is your turn. So I'm going to hit him again with the the produced flame. Okay. All right, roll for attack. What'd you roll? A 12. All right, a 12 will not hit. Are you doing anything else? Uh, bonus action, movement action? Then I'm going to... Okay, so I'm going to cast Water Walk. 
Is that a um, bonus action? That's one. That's an action. Produce flames an action, so you can only cast spells oh. that are bonus actions at the moment. Okay, no problem. Then I'm just gonna like stand back. Okay, Hans, it is your turn. I am going to move up to the creature. Okay. And I am going to make another attack. Hans is not so badly equipped for this right now. Hans is against this position. What'd you roll? I rolled an 11. <laughs> That's not good. That's not going to hit at all. <laughs> all right. And I am going to bonus action disengage. And that will end my turn. The creature's turn. Well, Lucian, it's going to claw at you and try to shove you out of the way so it can get to the queen. So one claw. I'll pucker. <laughs> uh, it's a 12. And then the second attack is another 12. So your mage armor is holding out. It's doing its job. Its mouth opens and water starts to drip out of it. It's going to bite you. <laughs> another 12. So it didn't do anything. All right, cool. Lucian, it is your turn. You successfully have fended off the creature. Wonderful. It's like what I like to hear. So I will quicken spell an Eldritch Blast. Two force bolts coming out. Right. First one is 26 to hit. 26 will hit. Six force damage and the follow-up blast, 14 to hit. That will not hit. Oof. 50%, that's okay. Yeah. And I will follow up by casting Toll the Dead on the monster as well. That's a wisdom saving throw, correct? Yes, a wisdom saving throw or take 1d8 necrotic, 1d12 um, if it's already suffered. Now now here's the question. Toll the Dead is a cantrip, correct? That is correct. So you can't cast two cantrips on the same turn. You can cast a... If you do Quicken Spell, you can cast a cantrip and a prepared spell. Right. Level one or higher. My bad. I apologize. Um, so then I will cast Haste on my compatriot, the Centaur Captain. Okay. Kiefer, you are hasted. All right. Anything else for your turn? Nope. That's it. All right. Galaxia, it is your turn. I'm just going to move up just this one spot right here just to kind of protect the druid. And then yep. I'm going to shoot away. What'd you roll? Hold a 24. That will hit. Then I'm going to do 10 points plus the hunter's mark, which is six for my first attack, which is 16. 16, yeah. And then I'll miss on my second attack. All right. The creature is bloodied at this point. Golden Iker is running down its body in various cuts and bruises. It snarls savagely at you. (sighs) Kiefer, it is your turn. I am going to attempt to knock it over again, and that's going to be a 12. I rolled a 19. Okay, and then a stab. Does a 23 hit? Yep, 23 will hit. All right, I'm going to do another eight piercing damage. Eight piercing damage, very nice. Anything else? I will tell my fellow centaurs to also stab. Hit them in the vital parts. Oh, they missed. (laughs) Yeah. Ellie! Uh, Yeah, they got a six and a six. Okay, I'm still going to try to hit him with this flame because I want to get him with this. Okay, that's fine. All right, so with the plus two, what did you roll? All right, so I got a 16. 16 will hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. What did you roll? That's fine. (laughs) I rolled a 13. Awesome. He's not doing well. (laughs) All right, is there anything else you're going to do this turn? No, I think it looks good now. Hans, you're up. All right, so Hans is going to turn back to the queen, and he's going to say, you need to get back. He's too close. And then he's going to take a five-foot step forward and make an attack on the creature. Okay. 13. Nope. Does not work. He tried. And then he's going to take a 10-foot step back in front of the queen All as right. he disengages. Or Hans! <laughs> I'm missing so much. <laughs> but you play it off because she can't see from that far. She's like, oh. <laughs> As far as she knows, I'm doing extremely well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing exactly what my job says I do. Right. Lucian, a couple more claws your way. You think I'd learn by now. <laughs> you think. Uh, 14 uh, one, to hit. One, one second. I'm going to use, uh, now I'm going to use my protection. Uh, okay. Wielding a shield and a creature you can see attacks a target other than you within five feet. You can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Great. So uh, 14 for the first attack. With disadvantage, 19 for the second attack. Uh-oh. 15 points of slashing damage. That's going to hurt. Yeah, and disadvantage with the bite, 14. Roll two 14, so it was... Um, In response to him hitting me, I would like to cast Hellish Rebuke. Now, do you have to roll for anything, or do I have to roll for something? Neither. Um, It's automatic? Actually, I'll link it for you. I point my finger, and the creature that damaged me is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. The creature makes a dex save, 
and it takes fire damage on a failed save and half on a not or on a successful one. So it takes the full. All right. Uh, ten. Okay. Uh, ten. Right. Yeah, and casting it at uh, level three, it's going to hurt quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, so what'd you roll? Total, that is 23 fire damage. As it hits the creature. Now, Ellie's been chucking fireballs at it, but you really didn't notice it because she kept missing. <laughs> but when the flames hits the creature, they kind of just wash away. Like, it, it does damage, but not a huge amount. And I will collapse, having spent everything I had. And I am It is your turn. You're unconscious? I will make a death save. So go ahead and make your death save. I roll 14, staving off death for one more turn. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Galaxy, oh, it is your turn. Delayed. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait. <laughs> I, on my turn, I'll just yell to Ellie, quickly, go and heal the, the gentleman who just went down. I will continue my attacks. Okay. 15. Uh, 15 will hit. Oh, 15 will hit. Nice. Yep. And then I'm going to do 10 plus the hunter's mark, which is two. So I'm doing a total of 12 on my first attack and then my extra attack. Okay. That will miss. As you hit it, it's it's blood stripping down. The beast like huddles. <sighs> it's on its last legs. Kiefer. I am going to stab him again with my sword. Does a 14 hit? A 14 will miss. Well, does a 23 hit with the second strike? Yes, a 23 will hit. I will do 11 piercing damage. How would you like to make the killing blow? Uh, I want to decapitate this mamma jamma. Ooh, uh, it's a personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to kind of lift myself out of the water because this is uh, pretty big. And it kind of looks like I'm jumping up. And as I come down, I slash down on his neck, decapitating him. Very nice. His head rolls onto the ground. His body starts to disintegrate, turning to ash. Also, Lucian is covered in water because I just splashed all over him. (laughs) Yep, that is true. As the head's eyes swirl up, they lock upon the Sun Queen for the last time as it's disintegrating. And it goes, Terazat comes for you. And it is dust in the wind. A hush over the court. Does anybody do anything in the aftermath? I'm going to walk over here and uh, cast uh, Cure Light Wounds on the gentleman who went down at a, at a uh, second level. Okay. I'm going to use my water walk and go over to the queen to make sure she's okay. Right, and then I will heal him for 11. Uh, Lucian, you are brought back from the brink of death. <laughs> you are cold because you're laying on ice and you're wet because there's a lot of water on you for some reason. The creature is gone. I will nod gratefully to the uh, dripping centaur and uh, offer a hand to the person who obviously got me up. Hans, uh, someone uh, has walked across the moat and is heading towards the queen. (laughs) I am going to draw my blade and point it at their neck. (laughs) You can stop right there. That's close enough. (laughs) Whoa, I'm just checking. I'm just making sure everything's fine. Get back. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Queen's Blade. As always. You are my noble champion. Yeah, I'll walk back across. I'll, I'll say, you know, please, I, I pray you're well, my queen. Darling, a good day's work, my queen. <laughs> she walks over to her throne and she sits down and just looks into deep thought. She looks upon you, Lucian. She eyes Kiefer, who's still splashing around in the moat. <sighs> These are dark tidings indeed. Do we know who this Drazat is? Lucian, you are my advisor. Have you heard of this person? News to me, my queen, but he seems to uh, travel in some fairly low circles indeed. She looks over to you, Hans. Queen's Blade, any word about this Drazat? I'm going to make an insight check, and uh, I don't know if my folk hero background is any help, but I would guess that there is a word or something. I'm just going to do, I'm going to do insight. No, my queen. I have not heard anything about this Drozat. Would I be able to roll Arcana for the uh, obvious magic implication that we just had? Sure. And that comes up of 14. So through your, uh, through your research of the different Arcanas, there are different ways of summoning creatures. Uh, this seems to be a creature from the abyss. Though a magic like this is not heard of. There's no spell or ritual that can do something like that that you personally know of. I will keep that information for a private discussion without a throne room full of people. Fair enough. That makes sense. 
I was just going to say, my queen, may we conclude the court and take a stock. Very well. Queen's Blade, Lucian, and Kiefer remain. The rest of you may go. Yes, my queen. Kiefer, get out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, my queen, let him go. This might be the first bath he's had in weeks. The court does clear out. The guards usher all the nobles out of the room itself. Ellie, Galaxia, what are you two doing? Are you remaining behind, or are you... Uh, well, they... She... I mentioned to the queen that I've heard of these lizard folk, although I don't know the guy by name. I just turned to my friend, uh, Ellie. Uh, are you all right, my friend? Uh, any harm come to you? No, I'm fine, but this brings back bad memories. Ellie, you have heard of a of a bandit or a warlord named Drazat. In the deep forest, he was the one that had murdered your family and had moved out to the desert. Yes, I, I heard of him before. I know of uh, his workings, what he does when he goes around with his, um, the lizard folk. I've seen the lizard folk, but never really expected to go back after them. Do you say that out loud? I say that to the to my companion. Perhaps maybe we should request audience with the queen since you have a pertinent knowledge on the matter. I uh, would certainly uh, aid in the mystery of what is going on in, in, in the desert and would shed some light on the matter. If you think it would be of help, then of course. Um, very well. Uh, would you like me to ask for you or should, or should you ask for yourself? Maybe you should ask and, and know the best way to, to phrase this. I, I'm not sure I could. Very well, my friend. Uh, I shall speak. Um, I just come over here to this. I, I just kneel gracefully down. Your grace, I have my friend, companion Ellie. She has a knowledge on uh, not specifically the name of the of the of the creature itself, but she has knowledge on the on the lizard folk. That we believe that he is a part of that tribe. Many years ago, we had a, she had a run in with him, and is, is familiar with his kind. She would like to request audience with you if you are of, of a mind. The queen looks over to Lucian for confirmation. I'll uh, incline my head slightly. Very well. Our guests from the deep forest may remain. The rest of you leave my chamber and they will all clear out. I nod in reverence. Uh, thank you, Your Grace. You're too kind. Thank you. I hope to be of some help. Once the chamber clears out, the moat that surrounds the throne completely freezes over. The queen, who is the epitome of regalness, she puts her head in her hand massages her eyes <sighs> I uh, I do not I do not need this <laughs> right now but this is something we cannot ignore our friends from the deep forest please tell us of this drazat very well your grace I shall uh, default to my uh, trusted companion Ellie as she has uh, more knowledge in in this matter than I than I do and I just walk over walk look over to Ellie and motion her forward to come over to me. Uh, to address the queen. And I just kind of whispered her in her ear, just be gracious and be and be respectful to, to the lordship here and, and just address her regally. Well, give me my queen, for I do not know how to address royalty properly, but please listen to the words I ask to help you. Many years ago, my grandfather was met with these lizard folk and uh, many of our friends were held captive along with him. He was the only one who was able to come back alive and taught us all growing up how to defend against these lizards. He once spoke of this name, but it's not something that I like to recall. I see. I did not know that the lizard folk had entered our desert. Now, this was... uh, Continue. uh, This was far back in the ways where I lived back in the forest. I'm not sure when they made it back this far. This is troubling. Kiefer... Kiefer. Yes. <laughs> Kiefer, you take responsibility for this, correct? I will take responsibility for whatever you need me to take responsibility for. Yes. Tell me, where did you come across this creature? On the carpet, about 10 feet that way. Kiefer? <laughs> uh, in the in desert. Day. <laughs> uh, about two days away from here. And did you encounter any of these lizard folk? Not that I recall, called, no. So we do not know where they, where this Drazat and his horde are. No, but uh, I could uh, possibly send a few scouts out and we can find out, or uh, we could scout for you if, if, or I can scout for you if you would like. Uh, I will speak up at this point after he's mentioned scout, and I would just simply uh, address the, your grace, if, if you would be so kind. I, 
in my forest where myself and Ellie reside, I, I, am, a, I am a very good scout and I'm a good hunter. Uh, if there's anything that we can do to provide services for you, it would be a great honor and privilege to serve you as needed. I am well versed in scouting uh, these type of creatures. Do you speak for both of you? I not. I look at Ellie for her approval. I raise my head approval. Yes, Your Grace. Uh, we both would like to service you uh, as you need, and we would be a great privilege and honor to help you in this matter if we are able. Very well, Kiefer. I would like you to scout out the desert to try to find these people. But the desert is a big place. Unfortunately, I feel as we must speak to the Wind Talker. She looks over to you, Hans. Unfortunately, the Wind Talker will only talk to you. I shall go wherever you send me. Go speak with him. Take Kiefer and the two new companions with you. We do not know what you will encounter. Lucian, do you have anything to add? My queen, I serve you. However, I feel that the need is greatest with my companions on the road. I would also like the opportunity to examine the sickness they spread more closely. So my advisor and my queen's blade are leaving me today. It is sad, but you have never steered me wrong yet. Very well. I will hold the fort down while you go speak to the wind talker. Our friends of the forest, you will accompany them, correct? Yes, my queen. Yes, your grace. Then it is decided. Prepare for your journey and Hans, I pray that you bring me good news. Whatever the news, Your Grace, we will face it together. And that's where we're going to end it tonight. Thank you so much for being with us till the end. If you enjoyed our story and want to continue the tale, please like and subscribe to our channel. And check out our last adventure in the card here. The Sunday Nights will return next week as our heroes travel to speak with the mysterious Windtalker. Now, minstrels, play us out! (laughs) 